everyone and welcome to Spotlight, the Climate Link Up podcast. I am Lilia and today I'm here with Divig de Valiente. He is a climate activist from Panama and he's also our newest Climate Link Up ambassador. Hey Divi. Hello. How are you? Hope everyone is fine. Greetings from Panama. Thank you so much for being here today. Could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Well, as you said, my name is Diwi Di Valiente, but it's way easier to call me Diwi, like Kiwi. And I've been working in climate change for over 70 years already. I was one of the first climate activists in Panama, and I have been leading an art movement that aims to make awareness awareness of plastic pollution and climate change, uh, specifically within indigenous communities in Panama. And uh, you're one of the Guna. Can you tell me a little bit about the history and culture of uh, this people? Yes, well, I belong to the Guna indigenous people from Panama. The Guna are located not only in Panama, but also in Colombia. But in in Panama, we happen to be the first documented case of an indigenous group that is forced to move because of the rising tides due to climate change. Um, We have been a very strong ethnic group over the years and over the the centuries. When the Spaniards came to America, our ancestors, our great-grandparents and great-grandmothers were able to to survive and and to hide and in some cases make partnerships with with the conquerors so that our culture could could survive. And in 1925, we uh, we had a revolution against the Panamanian government and we uh, declared our independence for over uh, two weeks. Afterwards, we we became part of Panama again, but the Kuna people have been one of the most uh, autonomous indigenous groups in the world. Oh, that's interesting. Thank you. And um, what's the language that you speak? We speak Dulegaya. It's a language that has Chipshan roots, so it means that uh, it has origins in South America. Oh, great. Um, as a linguist, I'm always interested in that. Uh, <laughs> and could you tell me a bit about the area where you're from, and Gunayala? So uh, the region where I'm from, it's called Gunayala, land of the Kunas. And if you look into uh, tourist books or in the internet, you will find another name for this area, uh, San Blas is more of the of the name that is used for the area, but it's actually the the wrong name that was given uh, when the conquerors arrived to to America. The correct name, as you said, it is Gunayala, and Gunayala is one of three autonomous territories where Kuna people live in Panama. It is located in the northern part of the country, just next to Colombia and in front of the Caribbean Sea. And what kind of challenges are you currently facing there in terms of the climate? 
Something interesting about the indigenous peoples all around the world is the fact that we have been able to survive to changes in nature and, and throughout the history, thanks to the connection we have with the environment. We see nature and everything that is around us from the ocean to the animals to the sun and the stars as part of us and, and as something that we have to take care of. And unfortunately, even though the Kuna people in Kunayala haven't had a big impact in terms of um, the carbon footprint that is causing major climate crisis around the world, even though we haven't uh, caused most of the problem, we are the ones facing the the biggest challenge challenges everything from our crops to the way we move in the ocean is affected due to the climate change and nowadays there are some islands that have to be um, moved basically like people that live in islands have to rebuild their houses and and and, and change their whole lifestyle even though they didn't cause climate change. So one of the biggest challenges we have right now is the fact that we have to move and there are no um, facilities in mainland or we are not prepared to live in the cities because we, we don't have the same cultural beliefs or education systems. Um, so now that we have to move and find another way of living, we're also facing biggest challenges that are more related to the economic and the social aspects of being basically migrants because of climate change. I see. And um, currently with the situation that you're facing, what do you see as the ways that people can help counteract this, both on a local level and globally? Of course, globally, we know too well what should be done in terms of um, of preventing climate change, but too little is done. I think we have to be more informed about the causes of the problem. And this is for everyone at a global level. Like Climate change is not something new. Scientists have been warning us for over decades. And the problem is that we haven't been, or at least the problem in my views, is that we haven't been able to effectively communicate what are the sources of the problem and how we can actually promote a lifestyle that can allow us to survive as a, as a whole species. Because even though it's now the Kunas, the ones that are facing the biggest problems and the biggest challenges, at some point, everyone in any major or small city will be facing huge problems as well, unless we don't change our consumption patterns and our um, lifestyle that take everything for granted and do not take into account that the resources that we have in this world are limited. So I, I would say that we have to first like educate ourselves understand how our, our uh, daily actions can uh, 
make the problem bigger or how our daily actions could help diminish the the problem and also like we should make responsible uh the big companies of course and, and politicians for everything that that's happening but if we don't take um care first of the little actions that we can have in our daily lives then it's going to be very hard to find a solution for the problem we do have to especially in, in western societies or in big cities we do have to be aware of the way uh we move of the way we eat and 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 try to make these small changes that then can lead to a bigger change into the market nowadays we we can see that renewable renewable uh, energy is in some countries and in some places even cheaper than oil um and this happened because there was a change in the consumption pattern of people in general so i believe that we can still promote the same and we have to be more aware of uh the way we eat and how these these uh foods are are produced and how how vegetables and fruits are produced in order in order to get to us and of course we have to we have to try to buy local and to buy seasonal um and in terms of moving ourselves we have to be aware that uh trying to avoid fossil fuels and using renewable sources uh for transportation will make a huge impact in in the world of course we will still have this big pollutants and and these big companies and countries that pollute um but then that's when we have to talk to our politicians and 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 try to push for new policies that do take into account local communities and also try to uh promote innovation within local communities so that we can keep with the growth of the economy in some cases but still taking care of nature and try to trying to regenerate nature and cultures around the world oh yeah i agree that you make some excellent points yeah and, and in terms of uh, moving to the mainland what kind of challenges do you face in regards to that obviously there, there's the economic aspect of it uh, you mentioned some other uh, things like you know adjusting to life that might be in a city as opposed to in the countryside um, yeah. how do you think those things can be counteracted and what do you think is needed there i think there are three main um outcomes out of this crisis uh in terms of what the people will do and where they are going the first could be um moving to mainland even though our territory uh or where we live is in the little islands along the coast the northern coast of of part of panama we own all the land uh that connects from colombia to a state called called colon and panama the province and it's a huge piece of land where we could actually go and live the problem is that the area where the kuna people could move is so pristine that 
will then cause a big unbalance in the environment because these are areas that probably were visited by some hunters once a month. But the fact that a whole community of 3,000 people will move or could move to the middle of the jungle, it's very pressing on the local ecosystems. I'm talking about lands where there are jaguars, where there are harpy eagles, quetzals, and, and the fact that they are still there is because no one has lived there for, for centuries. And we have protected those lands for centuries as well. And now we're facing this very difficult decision of maybe moving there. But at the same time, there is no electricity, no drinking water facilities, not, not a single waste management system in place, not even in the current islands where, where we live. So this would be very challenging. And I think uh, it could be very problematic. There will be new diseases for sure, because uh, the people normally are not living there because of the diseases that currently exist as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and then there is this second option that would be to move to um, big cities or to villages uh, in other parts of the country. And this is something that has been happening over the last decades. And for example, my grandfather moved to a city 50 years ago and my grandmother stayed in the island. And that's why I was able to go with a very strong cultural um, background from my, from my grandmothers. Uh, however, many of the families that move to the cities end up losing their cultural values and their language, and, and it becomes a very complicated problem as well. So the fact that people can move to the cities could also mean that we're going to lose our, our culture. And then the third option that is a very crazy one, but it's something that we have been thinking and planning on for years already is to build floating islands and to integrate the knowledge of traditional architecture with new technologies and infrastructure. And and then we would be able to keep our culture and our ways of getting the food, for example. But we are going to be able to we are going to be able to maybe create new experiences for tourists, and um, we can develop research centers. You know, we can we could collaborate so much with the Western world, and I think that's um, that's very utopic, of course. But we're not that far from achieving that. That sounds really exciting. Has something like that been, been done anywhere else? Or is it completely new? Not like that, but I mean, in, in, in Holland, they built floating yeah. houses at the time. <laughs> so it has and been done, yeah. In Bolivia and Peru, there are some indigenous communities that have built whole islands also from oh. uh, traditional materials. Mm-hmm. So it's not something new. It's something crazy but i would say it's the kind of ideas that we do need to develop further in order yeah. to find solutions to, to the problem 
and what do you what do you see as necessary in order to achieve that dream? The main thing would be uh, financing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been working on prototyping these with my own resources, and I let me tell you, it's not cheap. Uh, but if this would be, for example, something that the Inter-American Development Bank or the World Bank or, you know, any of these big institutions is actually willing to work with and the communities, then we could, we could like, pass from just what we have been doing over the last five years in all COPs, which is talking, 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 and now it's time to set up projects and start providing deliverables. Yeah, exactly. And could you tell me a bit about the organization that you founded? Um, it's called Burvigan. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, it's called Burvigan, Burvigan. And it means kids in Guna language, okay. in Dulegaya. Mm. Uh, we are an organization that is using arts as a means to communicate the effects of climate change and plastic pollution. And um, we conduct different um, trips to the islands with groups of artists that work together with the community, specifically with the kids, uh, with the professors, with the elders, and with uh, the organized group of women in order to um, do specific art projects that are later showcased in different venues in Panama City thus creating awareness in the community and also communicating the problem in the city. Ah, that sounds really great. And why did you choose this particular name? Uh, well, it's it's a word that means children or kids in our language. And we believe that through the children, we are actually able to reach the parents and start changing their life patterns that are not in line with a world of sustainability. And what is the role of art and storytelling in your organization? Yeah, the the main goal of our organization is to to make awareness of climate change and inspire action. And we do that through arts because even though there is no language or uh, you don't need to speak sometimes, Art do make you move and and connect emotionally with something. And for such a big problem as climate change, we do have to connect people with the problem and and make them feel that this is something that is going to affect them in the future. Yeah, it can feel very far away all, all the way over here in Europe, I suppose, sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And what are your hopes for the children, the future of the children of Playa and Chico? Well, I come from an island called Playa and Chico in Panama, in the Comarca Gunayala, in the Gunayala Autonomous Indigenous State. And I want for the future kids of my island to be able to, to have a culture like the one I grew up with. Yeah, that's great. I hope I hope you'll be able to achieve that.
much for being here. It was uh, it was great having you. No, thank you, and and it's a pleasure to be part of this podcast. And if you want to contact me, uh, find Burwigan online or even my social accounts and send me a direct message. I will be happy to answer. We'll put the links down in the description box. Amazing. Thank <laughs> you.